Good morning on this Monday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets. Food for thought and for the imagination. We have been considering the word rest. To rest. But not just a physical rest for the body. But a rest for the soul. A rest for the spirit. When David described in Psalm 23. The Lord, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leadeth me besides the still waters. You can almost picture those sheep or lambs lying down by a still brook and uh, taking their rest. Well, the description there is one of basically the shepherd is in control. He's the one that is leading. I am the one that am following. But also the sheep have got to be confident in whatever knowledge or whatever expertise the shepherd has because sheep basically by nature are are dumb they really are and they have to be led and they have to be uh, taken to whatever it is that they need the shepherd must provide for them So as we look at that, we have to understand that in our lives, it's not just laying down and taking a vacation and giving the body rest. We have to give rest to our mind, to our emotions, even to our will. We have to be able to give rest to our spirit. The Psalms teach us, Psalm 4610, it says, be still. And know that I am God. Uh, I believe uh, that is talking about our spirit. Not just physically being still. But being still. Don't be overly anxious, agitated, uh, or anything in your inner being. If we are, then that means that we will be shaken up. When the scripture talks in the book of Hebrews... And in the Old Testament, when the prophets prophesied, I will yet shake everything that can be shaken one more time, means that unless we are anchored in our spirit unto the Lord, I mean completely, trust in the Lord, put all your confidence in Him, then we will be shaken soon by the things that we see, the things that we hear, and the things that are happening. Our soul will not be able to take its rest because it is trying to figure out a solution instead of trusting in the Lord that will actually pave the way and make it available for us to be able to go through it. So let's look at Jesus' teaching in the New Testament, uh, finishing up in the book of Matthew 6.34. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. In other words, don't, don't, don't think about tomorrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. All that is happening. Everything. Uh, if sometimes we can't deal with the presence, why should we be concerned about the future if it hasn't even gotten here? But God does speak. God does want to lead us and guide us if we are willing to listen, if we're willing to receive from Him 
what he has for us. It says in Mark 6, 31 and 32, And he said unto them, talking about his disciples, they've been ministering unto the masses of people. It says, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place and rest a while. For there were many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. When we are so busy that we don't have time to eat, then begins a process where the body begins to break down. It needs nourishment, the proper nourishment. It needs rest to repair itself. As we've mentioned before, the body needs to sleep so that while we're asleep, it's healing itself. It's repairing itself of whatever things. If we don't give it that time, it doesn't have a chance to repair. Eventually, like a vehicle that is unattended and no maintenance is done to it, eventually things will wear out and things will break down. We have to give our physical body rest, but it's not enough just to give our bodies rest. Our minds must be able to also rest our will and our emotions, as we've mentioned before, that roller coaster ride, that emotional roller coaster ride of going up and down because of being stressed out uh, or going through circumstances or situations, especially when it comes to relationships. Our emotions can go from everything from deep anger and hatred and resentment, bitterness to being overwhelmed and happy and joy and uh, ecstatic simply because something good has happened to us. But it's a roller coaster. We go down deep into the valleys and then we rise up to the high peaks and then we go back down again. And yet we don't have a constant. Jesus said, I give you my peace. His peace is for the purpose of garrisoning our minds, protecting our minds, and also protecting our hearts. Part of that we learn that we do have to, like the book of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6 says, In everything through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving. Notice how those three things are put in their proper place and how those three things are essential. Because as long as we are releasing the pressure from the pressure valve down deep inside our heart or down deep inside our mind, then we open our mouth, we release it in prayer, we release it in supplication, we may release our emotional torment before God, but eventually we begin to give thanks. And as we give thanks and we look at all the goodness of God. We look at all the greatness of God. We look at the holiness of God. We begin to then now shift into a different gear. It seems that now our life is more at peace. Our life is more uh, stable or there's more stability. Truly our feet have been set on upon a solid rock so that when things are shaken and move, we are not moved because we are standing on that which is solid. So the disciples, they departed into a desert place by ship privately. 
And many times we do need to get away. We need to get away from relationships. We need to get away from work. We need to get away from all the things that uh, we would we would call the the pressures of this life. Now, let's look at another one. In Mark fourteen forty one, this is when the disciples were supposed to be praying with Jesus, and he says, you know, unto them, come on, pray. Can't you pray at least one hour so at least you won't enter into temptation? And he cometh unto them the third time, and he says unto them, Sleep on now, take your rest, it is enough. The hour is come, behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Well, Jesus was depending upon them to help him, help him through what he was about to face, but yet they were too tired. They were wore out from the long days, the long nights, all the continual ministering. If you just simply put out and never put back in, you will reach a level of being empty. So the disciples were taught by Jesus to separate separate themselves privately. And, and I would like to say uh, they went into a desert place. I would like to call it a deserted place where there's nothing that's going to distract you, nothing that is going to overwhelm you, uh, where you are literally, uh, I'm, I'm going to almost use very carefully a word uh, here for that, uh, where you are in a void. The only thing that is present there is the words that God has spoken into your heart and mind, the words that you have readied and studied and have meditated upon, and the presence of the Spirit of God and those times when you need to be held and picked up, comforted, strengthened, and everything else. But you're not going to find that in the hustle and bustle in, 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 in uh, uh, where there is no deserted place, where everything, the music is blaring, the voices of a thousand or a hundred thousand people are, are, are all uh, saying something different and, and it just weighs down on us. And when this begins to happen, 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Notice he doesn't say cast some of you. Well, Lord, you know, I'm going to handle this part over to you because, you know, I can take care of this. I can do this on my own. But he says every single care that you have, cast it upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. In Isaiah 40, verse uh, 29 onward, talking about being fatigued and whether it's lack of sleep, lack of rest, lack of proper diet, whatever the reason, the scripture says, 40 and uh, 29, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Verse four, uh, uh, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So there's something about waiting in his presence. And we have said that word wait means to be 
twisted with. Like twine is twisted together. The more twine you twist together, the stronger it becomes. Well, there's nothing like being literally twisted with the Lord, twisted with God, twisted with His Holy Spirit, twisted with the Master, with the Teacher, and being strengthened literally. All the weight and the pressure is not being held or felt by one strand, but all the strands together, working as one, are able to handle whatever weight is put on there, depending on the strength of the, the twine and how much is put on there. Well, with the Lord, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible to Him, and all things are possible to Him that believeth. Well, that kind of covers every basis, every where, every when, every why, every how, because he is all-powerful. And because he is all-powerful, then we can say like Paul said in Philippians, in chapter number 4, verse 13, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. See, you're renewed. But if we never set ourselves apart unto the Lord, if we never put that effort into renewing our strength literally just how the body has to renew itself on a daily basis then we will feel and know that we are lacking the ability to accomplish or do what we were going to do because we don't have the strength or the might or the power to do it but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up as mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. When we come to 2 Corinthians 10.3 here, then we see, As the battle rages in the mind, even though we're still in our physical fleshy bodies, we still have to eat, we still have to drink water, we still need to let the body do what it needs to do. If we feed it constantly, nonstop, it never has time to filter out and purify and get rid of all the waste, all the things that uh, accumulate and pile up in there. But if we stop and we give it a break, literally by fasting, in other words, let's say we have our last meal at 6 or 7 o'clock in the evening and we don't eat anything until the next day and we break our fast breakfast, then literally we are entering into a level where the body has been given almost 12 hours of rest for it to repair itself, for it to do what it needs to do. Even likewise, our spirit and our soul. It needs that time as uh, we meditate upon the Word of God. In other words, we give time for our mind to be renewed. We spend time in the Word renewing our mind. And we spend time with our spirit being still before God, learning to hear that small, still voice. And once that small, still voice is heard, 
Just like Elijah in that cave, there's a reverence. He covers his face with a cloak. The earthquake didn't uh, stir him up. It didn't move him. The fire didn't move him. All the things that were happening didn't move. But what did move him was that small, still voice. And we're not going to find that small, still voice if we are constantly roaring in our minds and in our spirits, being overwhelmed with every circumstance and situation. We've got to have time to give our soul and our spirit time to rest like we do the body. Will you consider that today? Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.